Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Hello and welcome to the Detailed Diary podcast. I am joined by a special guest today. I have Bailey Ness of Necessity on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to get into your background, your business. I can't wait to hear all about it, how we got started. If you want to just start off by giving the listeners just a brief introduction on kind of you and your personal background and how you got started in this world of business. Yes, for sure. So I was born and raised in Minnesota, and then I studied at the University of Minnesota. My studies were in fashion marketing. I worked in fashion in New York. I was doing styling and then went back to grad school at Colorado State University and was studying design and marketing there. While I was studying, I kind of got really into social media and social media marketing. I helped a friend of mine grow her social media. She was starting a clothing boutique. So I was able to grow her social media channels very quickly. I think I grew them to like 40,000 followers within three months and then kind of started having a passion for social media marketing. And then that's what led to Necessity being born. And Necessity has been my social media marketing agency that I've had for about two and a half years now. We do all sorts of social media marketing anywhere from all the social platforms like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest. And then we also do email marketing and blog writing and web design. And there are now four people on my team. So there's five of us full time. Our clients kind of range all over the board from fashion clients to physical therapists to plastic surgeons and real estate investors and collagen companies. So as can tell our clients are all over the board and they are very diverse and it's really fun to work with a lot of different industries. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Like you are doing so much that it's even overwhelming to think of (laughs) broken down because from a business owner's perspective, like running my business and my social media, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much that goes into it. I can't imagine all of that for like multiple different clients running an entire agency doing all of the different avenues. How did you begin to start to branch out your business into these different areas? Because there's just so much that goes in behind the scenes when it comes to like the digital work for not only for social media, but like you mentioned, for the email marketing and branding and like whole strategy behind the digital world of running a business. How did you start to branch into those different categories? Yes, I appreciate the acknowledgement of how truly busy social media marketing is and how much does go back into it and how much thought and just like through the process of you know running all these social media platforms and to answer your question about how we got in all the different industries is I would say like at first I was just focused on fashion clients and I really wanted that because my background was working in fashion and that was kind of where my passion was but then right off the bat, I got a recommendation to work on plastic surgeons accounts. And I was like, 
I'm not really sure about this. I don't really know anything about this industry. I haven't dealt with any plastic surgery or anything. So I don't know if I can really speak to this brand. But, you know, I decided to just take the chance and see how that avenue went. And I ended up loving it. And so did my team. And we learned so much about an industry we would never know about. And it's just been really fun to kind of get to put on my marketing hat in that industry and really just focus on that brand, even though it really is not like something I knew about at all before running through social media. And I'm sure it opened your eyes to so many other opportunities too. I feel like a lot of times in business, you know, we go into our business with like one idea, like you had mentioned, like fashion influencer industry, one idea and one goal. And then we kind of just say yes to things that come our way. And then that may lead us into something else, which then may lead us into something else. And it's kind of, what can get the ball rolling in business and lead us into different areas and grow our business even more into places that like we never thought we would initially have been in. And yeah, that's another good point at first too. I think we were just taking any client we could get. And when I say we, I mean more like me. I was just like, oh, you want to use our services. We were like, if anybody wants to take a chance on us, we will absolutely take it. Because right now we just want to try to do this full time and really dial into making this company grow. So. That's awesome. And speaking of growth, you do have a team now that you work with. So how is kind of that process of growing a team and bringing people on to work with you? Because I know so many small business owners, like big and small, however big your small business is, it is really intimidating to start bringing people on and even thinking of that process. And it's something that I talk about all the time, like how beneficial it is to have people helping you. So how did that kind of look to you for hiring and expanding your team? Right away, after about maybe five months of doing it myself, I realized that writing is just not my thing. It never has been. I don't like captions. I don't like blog writing. I don't like writing the emails or writing the copy on websites. So right away, I was like, I don't think I can do this alone. Like, If I do want to grow and be successful, I really need to outsource this. So right away, I hired a friend who joined and she became an intern for maybe a month. And then right after that, like it had already seemed to grow a good amount. And I saw how beneficial handing that off was to me and how much it saved my time. So I think after a month, I was like, you need to be full time, join the team. This will save me so much. And then from there, I think it took about another year and a half until I hired again. And my next hire was a graphic designer. Again, like I love graphic design and I love like making, you know, different things for posts and stuff like that. But I was like, I need somebody who this is their full expertise and their experience and they can do a better job than I can. So it's just slowly been filling in all the mixing pieces on the different specialties that I don't feel like I'm a super expert in. And I think that's awesome of you to kind of take a step back and realize that for yourself. Like, hey, I love doing this. I love doing that. But I'm better at like X, Y, Z and I can hand off these tasks. I feel like a lot of times when we have our own business, like it can be difficult to set our pride aside and like actually delegate tasks. But in the long run, I don't think that we truly realize when we first start off, like how valuable that time can be when it gets opened up to start on new ventures that can push our business even further. I'm not sure if you can relate, but it's like, oh gosh, like how can I outsource this? Like we don't really see the foresight of like what that extra time can do for our business to really help it grow. Cause it can be scary to take that leap to outsource things. 
Yeah, totally. I could not agree more. And even after I did make my second hire after a year and a half, I made it and then my business took a big hit. Like it was hard to all of a sudden pay another full-time person. And it was hard at first. Like I was like, should I have done this? Like, I don't know if this was the right decision or if I even had the budget. I feel like I kind of made it up that I should like do this. And I think it took like about three months of feeling a little stressed and in that area. And then all of a sudden it's just paid off exponentially. And the growth sense has been just amazing. I love that you said that because I think that's another thing that comes up that, you know, if we make any type of change in our business, whether it be hiring or any other type of change, it's like we expect the outcome to be immediate. And for so many reasons, like that's just not the case. And it stinks because, you know, it's our business. We don't really have anything to fall back on. So it's scary when, you know, we make big changes in our business that don't immediately pay off because we want to see that return like immediate because, you know, it can be scary, the unknown. But it's just good to know that these things do take time and things just don't happen overnight. Like growth doesn't happen overnight and new adaptations just don't happen immediately. And just to try to be patient and just trust the process, like as scary as it can be. Yes, exactly. And along with that, kind of, I want to dive into the world of social media a little bit, because obviously that is what you do. And how do you kind of take the reins of social media in its ever-changing nature with your business? Because as we were just talking about, like it can be scary to let go of control and kind of trust the process a little bit. And I feel like social media platforms is letting go of control because you really like as much as you try, like you just don't have control over a lot of times what these platforms are going to do and push out. And with that being like your main basis of your business, how do you handle the like uncertainty of social media platforms? That's totally couldn't agree more. They're so unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what algorithm is going to change or do. But my team kind of just stays very up to date with the algorithms. We subscribe to a lot of different blogs or different alerts on like changing algorithms so that we do have updates on things. And then, yeah, I would say that we try not to put all our eggs in just one basket. So we're not just focused on Instagram. Like if Instagram were to die tomorrow, we would still be able to manage our clients' Pinterest accounts or we'd still be able to help their TikToks or do a little bit of blog writing. So it's definitely like not focusing all your eggs in everything, even though that Instagram is the top platform that everybody wants to be on right now. And that's where our clients come to us first. And then usually it trickles down to TikTok and other platforms as well. But that I would guess that kind of answers the question there. Yeah, just staying on your toes and keeping up with everything. I feel like it literally changes day to day and it keeps things exciting for sure, but definitely presents a challenge. But like that's where you guys come in because I'm, you know, looking at this from a business perspective and it's Mm -hmm. like, I hate like having this mindset, but I'm sure so many other small business owners can relate that at a certain point, it's like you want to give up because you're like, I can't keep up anymore. Like I can't. You know, it's literally a full-time job, which is where you all come in. How has the transition of creating video content been for you? Because I feel like across so many platforms, I'm even seeing it like on Pinterest now too. Like it's like video, 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 video is getting pushed out like crazy and 
video is just so much harder to produce and create than static images. So how has that transition looked for you as an agency working to create video content for your clients? Yes, it's the best and the worst at the same time. (laughs) We instantly were like, okay, we need a video editor. So there's now a video editor working with our team, which has been, again, so helpful. And we also just had to raise our rates. Like there was no way that us creating 30 video posts per month versus creating 30 static images per month could cost the same. So the rates were raised. We don't like charge more for a reel versus a photo, but we end up usually posting only reels for all clients half the time. So, and I would just say like the time consuming part of it has definitely gone up since video has become so huge. Oh, definitely. I can only imagine just editing videos myself for my own platforms. It's like a chunk of time that like I have to factor into my workday. It's not anymore just like, oh, let me snap a photo and like post it up. Like it's actual intentional time and efforts and energy that you have to set forward. So props to you guys for all of that because it really is so much hard work from any small business owners who may be listening because I have a bunch of small business owner listeners. Yeah. What deliverables do you receive from your clients? So let's say you are managing, you know, their reels or their video content. What types of deliverables would you request from clients in order to produce that type of content? Yes. So a lot of our Contracts look a little different depending on if they're local to Denver. That's where my company's based. So if they are local to Denver, a lot of times we will go meet up with them once a month and we'll create a bunch of content. We kind of batch create it all. So we'll come prepared with all of our video topics ready to go and kind of with what's trending or with what we think like they could use for their industry and put their own spin on it. Then we'll shoot all the content and then we'll go about editing it and posting it. For our clients who aren't Denver-based, which is honestly most of our clients, we send over a list of topics every month. And again, we know what's trending. We stay very up to date. So we say, hey, here's this trending reel or here's this trending TikTok. Here's how you'll make it. Here's the exact shots that we need. And then send us all your content and we'll put it together. So that's how that works for the clients that we're not meeting up with. Otherwise, a lot of our clients will just send us a bunch of photos and videos that they already have. And depending on like kind of like backlogged content, we usually can edit it all together into Reels too, which is really nice to, you know, kind of use their content that they've already made and they don't have to worry about and then we can make more out of it. Oh, wow. It's like a whole entire system behind it. I was just thinking what you had just mentioned, like, oh, just send us some photos and videos and we'll mash some things together. I was then thinking like an outline with ideas of trends, which makes obviously so much more sense. But that's pretty awesome that you give your clients a roadmap of like, hey, we already did, you know, the research. You don't need to spend hours and hours a day on TikTok and Reels to kind of see what's trending and what's going on. Like, here's a nice handout. Like, you just create, you know, whatever you need to do and we'll take care of the rest. I absolutely love that. Exactly. We are trying to make it as seamless as possible for them. We do not expect them to be social media experts or know what's trending. Like some of our clients don't even have an Instagram themselves. They would have no idea where to even start with all of that. 
I know because I feel like it's so overwhelming just in and of itself to stay up to date, not only with the changing, you know, algorithms and what's getting pushed out, like we just talked about, but also with the trends, because I feel like the trends on, you know, TikTok and Reels are changing constantly. Like every single week, it's a new sound or a new, you know, approach to a video, like whatever the case may be. And it truly is like a full-time job to be constantly on those platforms because that's the only way that you start to pick up on these trends is just literally being on and scrolling through and seeing what's getting repeated over and over again. Because I find myself, you know, Not that scrolling TikTok is my job because it's definitely not. But when I am consistently scrolling TikTok and scrolling reels, that's when I am able to create more videos that are performing well because I'm really in the thick of it and know what's going on. Like, it's just so crazy. (laughs) I know. It's like you're wasting all your time just scrolling on videos and then you're getting sucked in and then you might not even end up finding the sound you were looking for. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So what does, I know, I'm sure every single day looks totally different, but what does like a typical day in your work life look like? Because I feel like we've talked about so many crazy different things. And obviously you have people on your team that have their roles in and of themselves, but what does a kind of day-to-day look like for you in running your business? It has totally changed from when I started two and a half years ago. Let me just start with that. When I first started, I was graphic designing, copywriting. I was taking photos. I was taking videos. I was meeting with clients. I was planning all the content calendars, coming up with the ideas. Now it looks a little bit different. I usually meet with our clients. So usually like my Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays are almost fully spent on client meetings or meetings with my own team to kind of pass along some of the information. Then I also do, I kind of oversee all of the content plans. So I kind of come up with a lot of the content ideas for the month. We plan the content for like a month at a time. So we've already planned all of December for all of our clients. And now we're already looking at January. So I'm kind of making content calendars with lists of ideas of the of those trends that we were talking about or oh, I think we need a graphic here or they were featured in this press article. So we should make sure that we're getting that out or things like that. And then I also still, I love content creation. So I love doing photos and videos. So I always try to make time in my week, like on Thursdays and Fridays to be able to do that for our clients. That's awesome. So yeah, whole mixed pot of everything and a lot of overseeing as well, which I think gets pushed to the back burner when we think about like running a business because we always think of like the nitty gritty actual work that needs to get done. But it's so time consuming, just the back end work and organization aspect of absolutely everything, especially organizing a team as well. That definitely just takes up so much time. Now, you may have mentioned this when we first got on the call, but how many clients do you currently work with? Now we have about 22. So there's quite a few. Yes. And it's always changing. Like, you know, I'd say we probably get like four new clients every month and then we'll lose like one to two. And usually that's because of like, you know, they're outgrowing us and need to do in-house or we're outgrowing them. And they just like can't afford our pricing anymore or their fund or their investor fell through. So it's always moving parts, which my favorite clients are the ones that we've worked with 
since I started two and a half years ago because I just feel like I know their brand in and out. Like I know everything about them. I like create their content with my eyes closed, which I don't, but I also feel like I just know it so well. And then I am able to come up with new ideas and keep pushing it forward because of that, how well I know it. Exactly. And then you become part of their team that they, it's like, Yes, you have your own business, but then you're also part of their business as well because you're essentially, you're not an employee to them, you know, but in a way, like they probably view you as like their content person and you are working, you know, hand in hand with them, which is such a wonderful thing. And I'm sure becomes so beneficial to them as well because it lets off an even heavier load off of their plate once you and your team are really fully able to understand their business in and out and really just take on new ideas and new approaches because you already uh, have your hands in everything and kind of know what's going on. Another thing that I just want to touch on quickly is Facebook advertising because that is an area that I will be the first to admit that I literally know like nothing about. It's so incredibly intimidating to me. And every single year, you know, make a little business plan of my goals for the year. And every year I put like a little note, like look into Facebook ads or like something along those lines, because it's just an area of the social world that I feel like no one ever really talks about. And it is so intricate and very detailed in and of itself. So I just would love to hear your experience of like how you kind of got started understanding Facebook ads and like how they can be beneficial for small businesses. So when I started my business, I instantly a client was like, oh yeah, and can you also run ads for us? And at this time, this was when I was just like, Yes, I can do anything. Absolutely. I know how to do that for sure. So told him I could do it and then was like, well, how do I do this now? So I went to my favorite YouTube university and I spent hours watching YouTube videos, probably not even hours. I would say days watching YouTube videos on how to set up ad campaigns in Facebook. And I learned it that way. And I have a great understanding of Facebook ads now, which is awesome. I refuse to even like dabble with Google ads or anything beyond that because I I do prefer to stick to the organic side. But Facebook advertising has been so beneficial for so many of my clients. So if you are thinking about doing Facebook ads, I would definitely recommend either, you know, wasting days away looking at YouTube or hiring an agency to run them because the success that they bring like is easily worth the return. That is so great to know because it's one of those things that I've, you know, been thinking about back and forth and you just never know like what's beneficial, what is it? You know, I've never run ads for my business and I feel like I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, huh, maybe I should start thinking about that. So if anyone who's listening has been in the back of their head thinking about Facebook ads, I think that that's a really great thing to know. And I also love that you mentioned that, you know, and we talked about this before, just kind of starting off and saying yes to everything like, oh yeah, of course, like, I can do that. And then just researching and researching so much because we're, you know, in completely different industries. And I feel like we approached starting our businesses the same. You know, there were things that, you know, someone would ask me, hey, can you make this wooden sign? Like before I started making wooden signs and it's like, yeah, sure. And then I just, you know, slowly but surely kind of taught myself. And I get asked a lot by fellow small business owners like, hey, like, how did you learn this or how did you learn that? And I'm like, literally Google, like the amount that you can just 
Google and look up and teach yourself. Like we have access now to basically learn absolutely anything that we want to through YouTube, first and foremost, Google, like, which is so wild and crazy to think about that we have all of these resources literally at our fingertips. All we have to do is just devote the time and energy to learning and researching. I cannot agree more with that. I even know like some video editors who have completely learned how to be video editors through YouTube and now they're professional, completely doing that full time. And it's so impressive because video editing can be such a time consuming, very difficult thing to learn, especially on like Adobe Premiere or something like that. So, I mean, those are not super user friendly platforms. And I think, yeah, in general, like people should just know like anything they put their mind to, they can do because of Google or YouTube. So exactly. Well, at the end of kind of like every episode, I like to ask the uh, guest where you kind of see yourself in the next five years for your business. I know it can be so crazy to even think about because one, with the ever-changing world of social media, but even just the ever-growing nature of our businesses, it can be hard to tell. But what are kind of some of your goals for the next few years? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to continue to grow my team. I'd love a full-time in-house videographer. Like we talked about, video is huge. So having somebody be able to record that with a camera rather than us you know, recording and having a video editor edit on their phone. I would love to have like, you know, at least like 20 people eventually working for necessity, if not 100 or 200. And then one of my biggest goals for this next year is actually to have less clients. Right now, I feel like we have a lot that have lower budgets and I would much rather have less that have higher budgets that are our go-to clients that we really fully know the ins and outs of everything about them. And can really help them with all of their marketing needs across every social platform and then digital marketing and everything in between. Awesome. Well, those are amazing goals. I'm excited to just continue following along and seeing your business grow. I'm going to leave all of your contact information and where everyone can find you, website, everything like that in the description of this podcast as well as the show notes. And I'm excited to just continue watching your business. And thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.